Welcome to the Sisters in Crime Writers Podcast. Everyone has a unique writing journey, so join us for conversations about those journeys from the writers themselves. This is Julie Henrik, Executive Director of Sisters in Crime, and I wanted to pop in here for a quick reminder that from June 1st through July 31st, our Pride Award submissions are open. The Pride Award is for emerging LBGTQIA plus authors who write in the crime genre. Information is on sistersincrime.org's website and also in the show notes for this episode. Please spread the word. Let anyone know you don't have to be a Sisters in Crime member to submit your materials. Uh, And we're really looking forward to supporting new voices in the crime writing field uh, and new LBGTQIA plus voices. So June 1st through July 31st, check it out on sistersincrime.org. It's not for members only. Thanks so much. Hello, it's Julie Henrik as the Executive Director of Sisters in Crime, and I am delighted to welcome Catherine Mayerisi to the podcast today. Catherine is the author of the NYPD Detective Chiara Corelli mystery series featuring Corelli and her reluctant partner, Detective P.J. Parker, two tough women fighting each other while standing against the blue wall and solving high-profile crimes. The four books in the series are A Matter of Blood, a Lambda Literary Award finalist, The Blood Runs Cold, a GCLS Goldie finalist, and a Lambda the Literary Award finalist, A Message in Blood, a GCLS Goldie finalist, and Legacy in Blood. Catherine has also published four mystery short stories in the Murder New York Style anthologies, four full-length romances, and four romance short stories. In her first general fiction, The Disappearance of Lindy James, won the 2022 GCLS Goldie for general fiction. Catherine's an active member of Sisters in Crime and Mystery Writers of America. She's also a member of the Golden Crown Literary Society. Welcome to the podcast, Catherine. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Well, I'm, I'd am i love to talk to you about writing and, you know, you've written in a couple of different genres, but as I always do on this podcast, let's start at the beginning. When did you say to yourself, I want to write a book? Um, quite late in my life, um, I was, uh, I, I retired from my job, um, and, um, I had been somewhat of, uh, accused of being a workaholic. Um, and so I knew I needed to keep myself occupied. I was, you know, going to the gym every morning mm-hmm. and, um, I've always been a huge, huge reader. Um, and <clears throat> then my, my wife, went to, uh, she's a a director. She went to Albuquerque to direct a show and was going to be away for like two months. And, and I, so I, one day I was coming home from the gym and I thought, well, maybe I should try water paints. So I did that for a couple of days and I'm not quite, I don't have any drawing talent or anything. So, and then another morning I was coming back and I walked past the mystery bookstore that was in my neighborhood, Murder Inc. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I thought I usually stopped in to buy a book every day or two. <laughs> and uh, I thought, gee, maybe I should write a, a book. And so I went into the store and I looked for something about writing a book mm-hmm. and I, I did find something which ultimately wasn't super helpful but I, I then I decided to challenge myself to write a book and that was how it came about it was really a, a way of um I guess I I thought it would help me fill the time and give me something to focus on and I had no idea <laughs> how focused I would be and how it would draw me in but it didn't 
I didn't start right. I mean, I had absolutely no idea how to write a book. I mean, I had been a a, a big reader I, mm-hmm. uh, since I was a child. I I was the class bookworm in the sixth grade, and so I've always read a lot. I never ever considered writing, and um, so when I start. You know, I sat down and I thought about what I would write. I realized, how do you write? You know, I thought, how do you write a novel? Mm -hmm. Um, It's like this huge thing and especially a mystery because I've always been a a big mystery reader. And and so I I started out on, I started reading books on writing and Mm -hmm. I I went to the library and I bought also bought a lot of books and um, it wasn't until about nine months later that I actually started to write. And um, and when I started, um, I thought I knew how to write it. And <clears throat> and then I realized I still even though I had all this information in my head, I still had no idea how to, you know, go from one Right to another. How do you structure it? How do you, you know, how do you put it all together? And then Elizabeth George came out with her uh, writing book mm-hmm. uh, right away, and <clears throat> and that that put all the pieces in place for me because she um, outlined her process and it gave me an idea of how to proceed. Um, and so I. I I after nine months, I sat down and I started writing. And then uh, about f- four months later, I had a hundred thousand words. Wow. Um, a completed manuscript. Yeah, I did it pretty fast once I started. Um and um what happened then was so that's how I, I got into it. It really was a challenge to myself to to do it. Um see if I could. And while you'd been reading all of these <clears throat> how to write books, and I'll, in the show notes, I'll, I'll mention Elizabeth George's book. Um, did you, were you then, was an idea percolating in your brain about characters? Like, had you, did you have an idea that you were going to implement or, or how did that all come together? No, um, I, I didn't, uh, when I started to write, I realized, you know, I knew I needed to have a detective. And Elizabeth George happened to be my favorite writer at the mm-hmm. time, as my writer. And I decided to model my characters on her characters. So uh, that's why I have Corelli and Parker. Um, and, you know, they're not, of course, they're not an exact whatever. Right. Um, and. I had an idea to kill this woman I knew. Um, <laughs> and, and so I started with that. And then I, I I saw an article in the newspaper that sort of connected to the the issue I saw with this woman. And so I put that together and then I just started writing. I... Um, as I do now, I just write. I don't plan very much. Um, I write until I I can't, and then I try to figure out what comes next, and then and then I write. So, uh, so a hundred thousand words in four months is a lot. It is. <laughs> uh, do you always write long and 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 yes. edit? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I write. I just finished a, a, a romance actually that was almost a hundred thousand words and that you can't, I mean, that's really long for a romance. I cut it down to 80,000 words. And then when I, uh, went through and edited it, it's back up to 90,000 words. It's like, <laughs> I can't help myself. I, I, I just, <laughs> it's the way I write. Well, um, is if Elizabeth George was one of your your you know <laughs> literary aspirations, she certainly writes long. <laughs> yes, she does. She does, and um, and well worth the investment of 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 pages and time because she's a wonderful writer. She is. She is. Um, 
So how did how did the idea for these characters, how did it all start coming together? Was it part of part of the writing process? Did you that first hundred thousand words sort of help you figure out not just how to write a book, but what this book was or, you know, how how tell me how that first book process went. I did some uh, thinking about the characters, uh, although, uh, you know, I, and I, I at the time I knew a lot of people and, and Elizabeth George does also uh, plan her characters somewhat. So I, I tried to figure out who they were, give them certain characteristics. And I knew there had to be tension between them and, um, you know, and conflict. So I did I did. Uh, a lot of thinking about the characters as I was, I guess, as I was writing mostly. And um, I'd go back and I write uh, a character journal or have the mm-hmm. interview the characters. I went over and over uh, with uh, uh, as I wrote the characters. And, and, and that was in the beginning when mm-hmm. I wrote the first uh, draft. Uh, and you mentioned earlier that your wife um, had gone to Albuquerque. That's what started this whole thing to direct. Um, right. I think that the a lot of what we do as writers is very similar to what actors do with characters in that you, you know so much about your character and maybe show 1% of it. Um, do you sort of, have you found that being around somebody who works in that um, field or understands that process has helped you in any way? Yes. Um, she's, uh, she's my first reader. Mm-hmm. Um, and she um, is you know, she has worked with, uh, or she used to, she doesn't do the same more, but she used to work with playwrights and help uh-huh. them uh, with their books. And yeah. then, of course, w- directing, and as I'm sure you know, uh, you work, if you have a live playwright, you work with them and you, yeah. you know, you, you move it ahead. So her experience has been invaluable to me. She, uh, and and also as a writer, I mean, she currently uh, she she had worked at uh, uh, City University as a writing coach and uh, teaching writing, and so uh, she helped me because my writing when I started uh, um, was not terrific. Although I had you know I had been in business, I'd had my own business, I'd been a, a management consultant, so I wrote I've written lots of reports, right. 300, you know, 150 pages, whatever, but it's different. I had Mm -hmm. never written fiction before I sat Mm -hmm. down to write the the novel. And, um, you know, and so in that regard also, she was, you know, reminding me that I didn't have to say it three times in the same sentence, you know? Yeah. That was my, that's one of my, uh, I think I'm getting past that. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, and long, I still write long sentences. Um, I try not to. And I generally when I after I write the first draft, you know, then I really start to edit and I try to, you know, take care of my uh, my tendency to to write very long sentences and to repeat myself. And right. uh, and even without that repeat repetition, I write long. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, you know, I, I've spoken to journalists and people who are technical writers and business writers, and and you do have to unlearn some of what you learn in all of those fields. It is writing, but it's it's to write fiction. You have to unlearn a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it. Uh, so my journey included not only how to write a book, but really how to write fiction. Yeah. Um, a lot of the reading I did was around that. Uh, I, uh, one of the books that I found really helpful was uh, Sol Stein wrote a couple of books. I can't remember yes. the name offhand. Uh, it was very, very uh, helpful to me. Um, uh, so, And you've also written um, romance. Yes. So they're both genres, you know, um, but they are different. Uh, you know, do you write one than the other or do you write whatever 
you know, if you want to kill somebody <laughs> this week, you're writing the mystery. And if you're in a better mood, you write the romance. Or or tell me about that, writing in the two genres. <clears throat> well, I got into romance through my mysteries, which was, um, you know, in the process of uh, once I had written the first mystery, um, it was a long way from publication. Um, mm-hmm. it, was, it was a long, long journey there. And uh, I was, I had started, I started sending it out for, uh, to see if I could get an agent. And, um, and I was getting, you know, the usual uh, no answer or uh, this isn't for me kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. so I started to try to figure out what, what was uh happening and i decided to write a short story about the my the romantic interest in the mystery Mm -hmm. and to figure out who she is and it turned out that it was a romance to my surprise because at that point i had never read a romance ever and um i had kind of looked down on as i think a lot of us do on romance um as something I don't know what. Um, so uh, given that, and, and I like the story, so I looked around and I I found it was, a uh, you know, I'm a lesbian. It was a lesbian romance. And um, I uh, found a, a, a request for submission and I submitted the story and it got accepted into Best Lesbian Romance of 2014. And so all of a sudden I was like, oh, and I, I started reading romance, mm-hmm. uh, which I had never done. And I really like it. I like um, and it's it's not heterosexual romance, but but it's romance. It's the same, you know, yeah. the same idea. And so um, once I got published in romance, which I was published first in romance, uh, my first book, you know, they tell you you should put your first book in the drawer and then uh, write another one. Mm-hmm. I did that for a little while. I wrote a second one in the series, but I couldn't, I just could not let go of the book or the characters. Um, mm-hmm. And so I worked on it for something like uh, 13 years yeah. before it got published. Yeah. Um, but so I started writing romances uh, and and uh found a publisher and um so now that both are published uh romances and the mysteries i seem to um alternate mm-hmm. um like i just finished <clears throat> the romance it's with my publisher now uh and i've started the second the fifth uh corelli book mm-hmm. um, and you know i'm in this stage which i always am at the beginning of can I really do this you know how do <laughs> what am I doing do I do I should I plan it you know and and so I'm sort of twirling around here I had 5,000 words I just yesterday threw out um everything but about 300 of them decided yeah. that I didn't like what I was doing so yeah yeah messy well it's um always interesting that the next novel isn't easier. I think that's a wonderful thing for people to hear. Um, you know, you have all these books published and all these stories published and still every time you think, is is that, is this, okay, right. <laughs> is it over? <laughs> right. Yes. It's really uh, interesting to me that you don't, even though, I mean, the the good thing is, you know, I know I've done it before and, mm-hmm. and I just have to be patient with myself. But the the fact that it doesn't really get easier in a certain way, because uh, everything, every time you start a new novel, it's new. I mean, you have to do it all over again. Um, so there's it's and it's a little, you know, I wouldn't say scary, but it's, you know, it, it is scary in a yeah. way. Yeah. yeah, well, writing, I think, is a vulnerable thing. I mean, again, not unlike acting or other pursuits in, in the arts. I mean, it's you're putting yourself out there and, and it's uh, it can be a lot. How long from that 
two months with your wife in Albuquerque to the your first book getting published? My first book. Um, that was the the romance. Uh, romance. Yeah. So that was um about 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. And was- how did you keep going during those 12 years? Did you find critique groups or um, join organizations or how did you keep motivated and keep writing? Um, Well, once I had a full manuscript um, and my wife had read it, um, I got critiques from uh, Mystery Writers of America had a, mm-hmm. a New York chapter had a, a, a had a, and still has a program where you could submit fifty pages. So I got critiques uh, from that. Mm-hmm. I got I went to. Um, what happened was I, once I had a full manuscript, I I thought, oh well, maybe I should I could publish this. I had never thought about publishing. As I said, it was really a, a, my own internal. Mm-hmm. Goal to do this and then you know I thought gee you know I like it my wife likes it (laughs) the critique I got from you know uh, my friends I have a funny story about that I had written this thing and I didn't really want to ask my friends to read it because you know it's sort of hard for people to do that Um, but I did I have two close friends a a couple and uh, and the one who uh, one of them um, said, uh, oh, I'll read it. And the other one said, no, I don't want to do that. I, I can't do that. I, I think I know she was afraid that she would hate it. Yeah. <laughs> and so they went on vacation and um, they, and, you know, with this 50 pound manuscript <laughs> and um what happened was the the one who didn't want to read it picked it up and started reading it and then she called me and Uh-oh. said you know, i i started reading the book i really like it i like the characters and then and she said you know but how come everybody's last name is italian <laughs> so I was, oh really <laughs> so they both gave me at the end of that really good critiques uh, but great. you know still they were friends yeah uh, and you know and I somewhere in all of my reading I had read about sisters in crime and mystery writers and mm-hmm. uh, I joined both at the point at that point mm-hmm. when I felt like well maybe it's it's good enough to move ahead with and I but I also knew I needed outside critique and, mm-hmm. and you know i was afraid i wouldn't be able to deal with the criticism um but i haven't had a problem with it mostly you know um although i get, did get one vicious critique from uh somebody at uh in that mentor program but uh uh hmm. after that i joined the mentor committee and eventually ran it for like 10 years. And I <laughs> I changed the rules. No critique goes out without being read by the committee first. If it's if it's not positive, I mean it wow. has to be truthful, but it and but it can't be vicious. Um yeah. and, and so they still follow that uh rule, I think, because you know, you could I it happened that I just ignored it, but because I was getting other input, but you could really destroy a person you could that kind of thing you and could so, for sure that's a what a wonderful example of giving back and making change uh you know that you want to see because um you're exactly right i mean for some writers that would shut them down that's it yeah. you know yes, and I'm- yeah it's it's tough i mean and and you were successful in your business career and no. were willing to risk, but, but you know, decided to do this. Do you think that that made it easier for you to be vulnerable as a writer? You'd already had success and, and other things, or um, did it make it harder for you to sort of be on the learning 
you know, I need to learn something new and I don't know what I'm doing? Um, no, I don't think it. No, I, I think I was so in love and I still am so in love with the process, even though it's torturous sometimes. But I find, you know, when I'm into it, yeah, it's like a meditation. Yeah. Everything else, you know, my wife is playing music and having a conversation or and I don't hear it. I mean, yeah. as a matter of fact, before the pandemic, I used to work outside all the time in coffee shops with all the noise around because it felt like I was in an office. Yeah. Um, and and but no, I the process, I think, is what did it for me. I was in and still am somewhat in love with the process of writing. I think it's uh, it, it really is totally involving for me when I, when I can get to that place. Yeah. Um, so well, I must say once, once I, even now when I get my critique from my editor, like I'll get a, a letter and some stuff from my editor on the, this romance I just submitted, I, I sort of glance at it and I can't look at it for like three days. <laughs> in the beginning, I used to sort of bounce off the walls, and, but I yeah. always come back to it and then say, okay, like, what can I do? Can I do this? And and mm -hmm. then, you know, get into it. But uh, so I'm not totally immune to, you know, criticism, but uh, I, I need it and I want it uh, and I want it to be truthful. Uh, yeah. So you want to keep getting better. Are your romances standalones or are they part of a series? No, they're all standalones. It's hard. To, I mean, uh, people do a series of romance by, you know, having like a a group of friends and then right. writing, you know, um, I've written a couple that are connected. You know, some of the characters are the same, but uh, they I wouldn't call them series. Uh, so they're more standalones. Uh, and do you, even though it's two different genres, do you have a, a preference for for series or standalones? Or do you find that going back and forth is always also a palate cleanser where you can sort of, okay, let me let me go visit my people I know and let me go meet new people? I think the uh, the series is harder in a way because um, even though it took me uh, so many years to publish the mysteries. Um, uh, you know, there, I didn't, if I knew then <laughs> what I know now, you know, I might've done some of it differently. And so you're really more constrained by the series, um, in terms of the main characters. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, so in, in some ways it's easier because you know, who the characters are and um and so there's a lot of work that doesn't have to be done but then again you need to keep them fresh and um and and have show new aspects to them yeah. um and then having two main characters you know is also um creates extra work or I wouldn't say but you know it means I have to think about more than just my one main character um so I think the mystery the series <clears throat> for me is in some ways harder but in some ways it's easier um because with the romances I start from scratch yeah you completely build the world and go yep in your series, do you focus on one of your main characters? Like, like this, is there a storyline that's more focused on one in a book, or do you try to balance it out or arc it over a couple? Or, or how do you how do you make two characters, two main characters, work? Because that is challenging. Um, well, you know the 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 series is um, subtitled the NYPD Kiara Corelli. Um, and she has been, for the first three books, she was basically the main, fo the focus, the main character. And and Parker was there as her part, as her foil, more or less. You know, they worked together, they 
fought. They and Corelli has a lot of problems, and so a lot of it was dumped on Parker, and so there's a lot of back and forth with them. But in terms of solving the crime, um, they were both involved. Although uh, since uh, Corelli was training Parker, she was the the lead on that. In the fourth book. Um, Parker is the lead mm-hmm. told from her point of view. Uh, and uh, Corelli is there, of course, and and it still has a lot of their dynamic together. But um, so that changed it. Um, some readers didn't like that. Uh, and uh, but I think it worked. I mean, I think and now with the fifth book is is a real challenge because now they're both they're mm-hmm. equals in a certain way. They're real partners now because they've gotten to a point where that's that's what they are. And so I think the, the dynamic between them has to change. And mm-hmm. so that's part of what I need to work out uh in in this book. And uh I think I think I know where I'm going with it, but uh, <laughs> since I don't plan ahead, <laughs> we shall see. <laughs> do you, when you're starting a new uh, mystery, do you, do you, is there usually a crime or something that, that starts the idea? Is it characters or or is it plot that sort of gets you moving? It's the characters. Mm. Start with them. Uh, yeah. And finding and the crime <clears throat> usually just um, you know I I have an idea for a crime and and then I go from there, you know like the the fourth book the legacy was about white nationalists and it starts off with a journalist who is murdered and then it goes off into into a thousand places but my the stories i write uh, my plot lines are usually very complicated um and then i've brought in you know the subplots for both characters generally mm-hmm. um and uh and often and hopefully they all come together at the end which so far as it's worked out <laughs> Um, well, especially when you're an organic writer, pantser, whatever. I mean, that's that's a editing is your friend, but that's also a <laughs> lot to hold in your head as you're writing. That's that's what I always marvel at with folks who don't plan it, you know, who don't plot is is how much you have to hold in your head as you're moving forward. I I, I don't. That's that's a remarkable thing to be able to do. Yeah, I'm amazed actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's my thing. You know, I I have this because I started so late, I have a sense of limited time. Yeah. Uh, you know, and um and it's like, will my brain hold out? <laughs> you know, so far so good. Um I have a good memory and and I do remember um as I write. Um and you know, since I write long and I also can catch myself nowadays when I'm repeating. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, one of the things, especially in the romance genre, because you're, uh, especially if you're writing a romance that is like a pure romance. I, I write my romances are complicated too. Generally, they have yeah. something else going on, um, but you know, you're in your character's head. And, and so often the authors will have the characters replete or or sort of repeat their conflict. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I can't do this, you know, it's too hard or whatever their internal conflict is. uh, And um, it, it gets repetitive, you know, they just, because there's not much else they they have because they're just focused on this romance thing and i uh, so i've become much more aware of of that in uh mm-hmm. in both genres which i mm-hmm. try to avoid uh yeah well i mean <clears throat> again that's that's also editing and everything else to help you you mentioned when you were talking about romances that you hadn't read it but 
read them, but then you found um, lesbian romances, which was a, a way to um, feel included in the genre, like to, to find a life experience that is, you know, maybe not exactly like yours, but, but, you know, mirrors your own. How and, important is that kind of representation in fiction? I think it's important. And, and I see, you know, there's a, I live in two worlds. Um, you know, uh, although Corelli is is a lesbian and Parker is bisexual, um, those things don't play. Their sexual orientation doesn't really play a role in the, I um, mean, it does in terms of who they are. But who they are, yeah. The, as detectives, they're detectives and they mm -hmm. solve a crime and it doesn't, there's no, you know, I don't believe in sex and mysteries. Uh, I know some people do uh but i i don't so there's no sex it's and and so what it is is relationship kind of thing yeah. you know uh attraction but in the romances uh, i've found there's a huge community of lesbians who uh are totally focused on romance i mean they they read other stuff i mean there's a lot of um fantasy and mm -hmm. science fiction and other stuff but the main main genre is uh romance and i think it's that you know we everyone needs to see themselves in the fiction mm -hmm. that they read and there's a um there's something to it um to that and i found i thought i felt like i found a community when i found lesbian fiction lesbian romance mm -hmm. um and uh and this the gcls that i mentioned that i've mentioned and that you read <clears throat> is a a lesbian uh organization dedicated to uh lesbian fiction and mm -hmm. um it's um it's a great organization they do an annual conference and it's readers and writers and um you know, the readers, I was aghast when I, the first conference I went to, I mean, they were like auctioning off uh, to raise money for the organization. You could buy a dance with an author. And uh, I mean, people were bidding $5,000, you know, wow. I mean, really, I, there was like this feeling of love for the authors and still is actually, there's a, uh, a feeling of love and appreciation of authors that I don't, you know, get or sense. Although I think it's out there to an extent also in the mainstream uh, audience of mystery, mm -hmm. uh, but um, it's, it's a, uh, it's good, I think, but it makes it hard. It's made it hard for me in terms of marketing myself. Mm -hmm. uh, I always have felt that the mainstream authors, uh, mainstream readers um, see that the character isn't a lesbian and they, they aren't interested. Um, and, uh, you know, it's like I have a split focus trying to be in two different worlds in a way. Um, yeah. Well, but, and it's a, it's a shame that people, um, close themselves off to other experiences when you know they're willing to sort of read all kinds of other fiction um that has other experiences um and it's uh and i i'm hoping that that's changing i'm not sure it is but i'm hoping it's changing um it's it's, it's strange you know because you know ellen hart has mm -hmm been for years a best-selling writer and her character is a lesbian mm -hmm. uh, and yet it's not it's like there's nobody else i don't think who's um uh, i mean but it i think it is changing in a way because publishers are more willing to publish i mm -hmm. mean straight you know mainstream publishers are more willing to publish uh gay and lesbian uh books yeah. So that that should help, but um, but it's you know it's a a dilemma. <laughs> yeah, a dilemma. 
but you know, it's, it's what it is. But I, I, you know, I never intended Corelli to be a lesbian. I started, when I started writing her, she was straight. Uh, when I started writing mm -hmm. and uh, it just, she just made it happen. Yeah. She, you know, I had, um, Brit, Brit, uh, Cummings, who's her attract who the woman she's attracted to in the first book uh it was supposed to be her brother <laughs> but when parker brings in the the cummings character to be uh questioned it turns out uh you know corelli turns around and it's brett and it's a woman and she's like what <laughs> this guy and says yeah that's my brother the priest uh, <laughs> So it, it sort of it surprised me, and I actually wanted to change it. Um, and I thought about it, and it just didn't feel right. And then a, mm -hmm. a writer friend of mine said, um, "You should just write mm -hmm. her that way. Uh, mm -hmm. Let it be." So I I just stopped fighting it, <clears throat> and I, I mean I'm glad in a way. Well, and as you said, it's it's. Um... It's about community and people and relationships and, and you know, uh, it, it's not um, it's not that different than other experiences, but it is. And I think that that's why it's important. Representation is important. And um, having folks like you talking about it, because it's um, we've got to we've got to make the worlds of our, our literature more inclusive and be willing to you know, read about other experiences um, more openly. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, I think, you know, being in the lesbian fiction world has expanded my, I have read more science fiction and fantasy and I learned that I love werewolves. <laughs> I never, I never in my life, you know, and, and and various fantasy kinds of, of novels. It's it's great to be able to, um, you know, to to read more than just mysteries and romances. It's uh, I think it really broadens your attitude, you know, and it it shows that I mean the the mind. The, the writers are so uh, flexible and so mm -hmm. uh, it's amazing to me how, you know, you have the same thing happening, you know, a romance or a mystery and you have so many, many variations. Everything, everybody writes it differently. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. imagination is a wonderful thing. Well, and uh, I also there's so many genres that can get mashed up these days. I mean, it's, you know, it could be werewolves and sci-fi and romance. I mean, there's all kinds of um, things, but the romance community, I, I, you know, mysteries are a huge selling genre, but romance is the largest selling genre, um, continues to be uh, a rabid following <laughs> of readers. Um, and so, uh, you know, there's a lot to explore there. And I think it's really interesting. Um, you know that that you're doing both and and also writing books and short stories because those are two different skill sets do you have yep. a preference over novels or short stories well i think i prefer novels um but um you know with the the romance that i just finished um the one of the main characters is an author I often have an author as a main character and um, she's uh, been a recluse. She hasn't left her house in a year and she has to uh, contract to write a book about traveling in Italy uh, on a, and uh, a romance in Italy. And so she says to her agent, um, maybe I could write about a, a recluse who hires a chef to live in and, and falls in love with her. And, and it's like, I wrote a short, I wrote that short story. Oh, that's and, fun. <laughs> and I said to my publisher, maybe, you know, maybe we could do something with it, you know, but yeah. I just, it just came to me and I thought, oh yeah, right. Um, but, uh, I think 
Uh, yeah, it's uh, I like short stories, and uh, but I think I find them harder, maybe because um, of the I don't know the, the word. Although I don't think it's the word limitation, but it, you know it is harder to yeah sort of compress it into uh, uh, five hundred words or so. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoy both uh, processes. And I've, as you know, I've published mystery short stories and romance short mm-hmm. stories. Uh, but mystery, but the novels, I think, are my favorite. And Catherine, how long does it take you to to, or how how many books do you write a year, or how how long does it take you to write a book? You know, or do you write a draft of one and then write a draft of another? I mean, how do you? How's your process um, work? I've been writing in the past couple of years, uh, two a year, wow. a romance and the mystery, uh, roughly in a year. Um, so. Like I finished, although last year uh, I wrote just the romance, um, I think. Yeah, last year I published The Legacy, which was the fourth Corelli in the beginning of the year. Um, and But I didn't write anything for a few months. And then I started the romance. And that took me a while because writing about a romance that occurs on a tour of various sites in Italy. It took me a while to figure out how to not make it a travelogue. Right. I mean, it has to be, you know, you have to, the, the country has to be there and the places have to, right. To be alive. And, but really the focus has to be the romance. And it took me a while to figure that out. But, um, and uh, so this last year I wrote just the one. And mm-hmm. here I'm hoping that um, I'll, I'll be able to move quickly on this uh, Corelli. I have some ideas on it. But as I said, I just threw out 5,000 waves. So <laughs> we'll see. Wow. Oh, I have. I, I don't. Once I I write it and then I send it to my publisher and then I start something else and then the then I get my edits. So I have to go back to that and mm-hmm. edit and re, and do more rewriting usually and then uh, and then I'm I'm done with it. Uh, but well, going back to what you said earlier though is that you still love the process of writing and I think that that's that's so important for writers to hear and to understand is that that's the part you control. (laughs) The publishing part is a lot of it's out of your control, but, um, but the writing is always what you do and what you can do. And, and it's important to stay in love with that. It is. I think that if you lose that, I mean, then what are you, you know, I mean, I guess you can do it as a job. I mean, it is, you know, you can, do it because that's how not not that you make a lot of money or I certainly don't right. but um it has to for me it's the passion once that's gone then I don't think I'll I would do it you know so um, what's the best piece of writing advice you've gotten or that you give to folks well I think for me, in the especially in the beginning, uh, you know, I read, um, as I said, I read so many books. One of the books uh, was uh, it's not it's not really well known. I don't think it's uh, it's by Carolyn Wheat. I don't know if you've ever had to write killer fiction, mm-hmm. and she has like fifteen <laughs> or so or fourteen uh principles or rules and and one of the things is you know put your butt in the chair um mm-hmm. i think for me that that was a really big thing and that you are a writer uh don't let people tell you you're not that kind of thing and so the confidence building kind of thing um so i would say it's important to write and mm-hmm. it's important and whether you do it I mean, I know people, some people write every single day 
they get up in the morning or the, whatever they do, and they write for X hours and X number of words. Uh, I'm not that disciplined. Um, and I think that um, everybody has their own pace and their own way of doing it. So, But I think the important thing is to write and to write mm-hmm. as often as you can and um and and do it because you first of all you learn from writing if you're mm-hmm. not writing you can't you can't learn and mm-hmm. if you're not writing you're not you're not getting anywhere i mean so it it really has to be uh to make you have to make that time and to just sit there and write whether you think it's garbage or not right garbage can be fixed but yeah <laughs> you need to have the words to fix them yeah and and i think that you can you know people can you can be intimidated and be afraid to sit down because it's not going to be good enough uh and i think that's a tragedy you know yeah, um, yeah. Well, truly a tragedy well you've also given back to the community a, a, a great deal and uh and i appreciate that but i i i, I would i i want to leave this podcast conversation on those wonderful words if you don't write it's a tragedy because i think that that's true um catherine thank you so much for being on the podcast thank you for inviting me i really enjoyed it thank you for being with us today sisters in crime is about community We were founded to advocate for women crime writers, and we continue that mission by fighting for equity in the crime writing community. Sisters in Crime is an international, inclusive organization for all who write and love crime fiction, mystery, thrillers, and suspense. Join us at sistersincrime.org and make sure you subscribe to this podcast.